0: FaithFit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presents Fools for Christ with Kimmy Zeiler and Dan Boyd, a program that is seeking to lead young adults to Christ and to enkindle a deeper faith that is fully alive. Now, here are your hosts.
1: Hi, I'm Dan Boyd.
0: I'm Kimmy Zyler. St. Ignatius of Loyola said, Out of gratitude and love for Him, Jesus Christ, we should desire to be reckoned fools.
1: We are seeking to discover Christ in everything, from the banal to the sublime, and this is Fools, Fools for Christ. Christ. So welcome back to the show. We had a rerun last week, everyone, so we hope you had a wonderful Easter. Kimmy, how was your Easter?
0: It was so blessed. It was, it was really great. Uh, the Lord really moved. I know that's what I was sharing about in the last episode, or the last, uh, two episodes ago. Yeah. And it was just so blessed.
1: So you have, you said the the Lord really moved, and He moved in a particular way. I have
0: a new job!
1: Congratulations! Yeah! Tell us us about your new job a little bit.
0: So, um, I am the new program director at San Pedro Spiritual Development Center. And so that means, it's a part of a restructuring of what's going on at San Pedro. And I'm going to be overseeing all the programs and kind of re-envisioning what San Pedro can offer to the Diocese of Orlando. It's super exciting. I'm currently working on summer camps, and they're going to be so stinking fun and awesome. And then I'm also working on Road Scholar, which is a program for those 50 and up. It's kind of like a a field trip with a scholarly twist, so they listen to lectures and then they visit areas around here. It's a really neat program um, that happens through January through March.
1: Gotcha. Cool. That's the perfect time for people to visit Florida.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's true.
1: Well, a couple weeks ago, we issued a a bit of a challenge to ourselves and also to everyone listening out there, and that was to take up some of the Beatitudes and really try to live them more. And I at least have a big mea culpa because I didn't do it.
0: I didn't either. (laughs) Guys, we are so sorry. (laughs) Um, So... For this next week, we've actually chosen a Beatitude to enter more fully into. And so we're, we're going to be looking at that this week. It's still the Easter season, yes. right?
1: Mm-hmm. So, so we've we still got time.
0: We're sticking with that. Yeah.
1: And if you didn't do it, don't feel bad about yourself. Uh, really, because that's not a good reason to feel bad about yourself anyway. But <laughs> uh, there's still time. So I have chosen to really try to practice... Mercy and to join the ranks of the merciful, as the Lord calls them blessed. and I'm going to to look for relationships in my own life where I have not been merciful to others, and it will probably not be outwardly or explicit. it will probably be inward and implicit where I have relationships with people where I hold grudges against them, and maybe I haven't forgiven them fully and I still harbor a little mm-hmm. bit of anger and resentment. So I'm actively, when I recognize those, I'm going to forgive them. In fact, I'm thinking of a couple people right now. Uh, and so in my heart right now, I'm going to let you talk and then I'm going to say, Lord, I forgive these people.
0: <laughs> that's, that's awesome, Dan. I'm excited about that for Thank you. you. Just cause that brings more freedom. It does. To the heart. Um, and I'm going to enter more into uh, blessed are the peacemakers. I have some relationships that really need some peace brought into them and, um, I'm looking forward to that. I know one of the key components to peacemaking is being thankful. And so I have a lot to be thankful for right now. And um, I think embracing that thankfulness will bring that peace that needs to be made.
1: Yeah, that's one of those intuitive things that makes sense, but you don't always think about it. Like, how do you become more peaceful? By being more thankful and showing (laughs) gratitude. If you're happy with what the Lord has given you, you're probably not going to make a big fuss yeah. and not be peaceful. Yeah. So our other challenge was to <laughs> find ways to establish community. and That was like
0: a month ago that we issued that. Yeah. And we just never followed up on it.
1: Right. So we're following up on it now, and you can't see it, but Kimmy and I are going to give each other a high five. Yeah! Because we followed up on this. so um, <laughs>
0: and We followed up on it on the same weekend. <laughs> yeah, in the, in the exact
1: same way. So we chose to have open house or uh, parties for the resurrection of Jesus Christ for <laughs> Easter. So um, we, after the vigil, my wife and I invited people over to our house to celebrate the resurrection. And we, we call it a break, pa- break fast party. So whatever people had given up, we invited them to bring and share with everyone else.
0: And then I did an Easter open house with a friend of mine. And so essentially I'd, we just put out there that she and I were going to be hanging out at my condo for a couple hours on Easter Sunday. And we invited anyone who didn't have family to spend Easter with to just join us and celebrate the risen Christ. And we had we had peep wars, mm, ooh. which... I gotta say I was the champion.
1: Congratulations. I think that's Thanks. deserving of another high five. Yes. We won't do that one quite so loud because it looked like the volume spiked on the last yeah, one. Yeah, it
0: looks like we might have been a little too loud. We're sorry about that. Yeah,
1: sorry. Especially if you're listening via your headphones. <laughs> <They have been laughs> At abrupt. least you
0: like anticipated by saying we're gonna give each other a high five. That's true,
1: yeah. It's not just like bang, here's a little kick to your eardrum. <laughs> um, well, today we're going to be talking about evangelization and discipleship. So whether you're doing this already or you feel like you need to and you just don't know where to get started, we are going to give you some tips on how you can do this a little bit more in your life. And don't feel like you have to do it perfectly right now. Um, Just get started in some little way. You have the rest of your life to work on this because this is the lifelong job description of a Christian going out and spreading the gospel. This is not the, at least I like to remind myself, evangelization is not the job of a select few who the church chooses. It's the job of everyone. Amen. Uh, and I think sometimes we, we almost wait for people to give us a a commission to do this. Yeah. Jesus already did.
0: Yeah, he did in the great commissioning. He it was did. the last thing Jesus said yeah. to the disciples before he ascended into heaven. Um, he said, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me, and so now... Um, go out into the world, preaching the gospel, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And behold, I will be with you until the end of time. I didn't realize I actually had that memorized. That's there you really go. great.
1: That's how many times you've heard it. <laughs> and I would imagine that most of us could probably spout it off almost as accurately. Just because we're aware of that. That's uh, one of those the beautiful mysteries of our faith. Where we're like, oh, hey, I am supposed to do that. We just have forgotten that it's, it's important. Yeah. So... Um, Probably a couple of the the most important things to begin with for your mindset, learn to accept. Actually, before I'm going to get into that one, I'll do this. I'll say this. When we evangelize, it is the Lord who changes hearts. Yes. And we need to have full confidence that he's going to do that. So don't think that your arguments have to be perfect, that you need to be perfect, that you need to be brilliant and know everything. Because you'll never know everything. You'll never have the one answer it's the lord who changes hearts
0: well and in addition to that sometimes the temptation is there to take on someone's salvation onto ourselves as like i was placed in this person's life to save them and this is my task um and that's simply that's not true it's you're placed there to bring christ to them and christ is the one who does that
1: absolutely yeah which takes the burden off of us because We're not the ones who have to save them. We're the ones who invite them into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And he's already done the work. So (laughs) we just have to, we we hope that they accept it.
0: And we participate in his work.
1: So the the next thing, which I kind of cut myself off from saying, but it is learn to accept rejection and failure. And I I don't start off with this one to kind of put a Debbie Downer uh, feel to it, but the Lord is working on everyone out there in a different way and in a different, with a different time frame, and we don't know what that is, and so we don't need to rush it. If one person is not ready to be evangelized, if one person isn't ready to be discipled, that's okay. If they reject your message, don't worry about it. Jesus told us this was going to happen. Like, this literally should never surprise a Christian ever <laughs> because the Lord of the universe told us People are going to reject you. They rejected me. They will reject you. And kind of in the words of Mother Teresa, do it anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Was, um, and sometimes we don't see the fruit right. of what we're doing. I know I worked up at Franciscan. I've talked about working at Franciscan a couple times now already. But I've worked up, I worked up there for six years, and it was my job to evangelize and to disciple. Like, that's what they paid me to do. Yeah. And I had one resident who, after an encounter with me, asked me to teach her how to pray. And that one encounter made all the other years worth it. Right. Because it's not... There's so much that you don't see about what you're doing. um, And we need to recognize that more is happening than what we see when we see people coming back to us.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, There are countless people who I've seen later who have said what an impact they've had, they had, um, or I had on them in some way. (laughs) And it wasn't something that I really thought I was doing at the time. You know, I was just living my life.
1: I feel like scripture answers just about every little issue we might have with evangelization. Like, oh, well, you know, we feel like we're not getting anything done. I'm pretty sure somewhere in there Jesus talks about the Lord being the one who causes the growth, and that happens many times in unseen ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I making that up, or is that in scripture?
0: I think that's in scripture.
1: Okay, I do not remember where, it is right where. Now, it's in the gospel. So
0: well, and then the other thing that also gives me hope, uh, you know, the ten lepers, yeah, and only one comes back right. to Jesus, and yes, in that we see like how much we need to be thankful and grow in that, um, but it's also like the hope of. Well, if Jesus did this amazing miracle in them, and only one came back, yeah. think about how much of an impact what you're doing must be having on other people, even if you're only getting um, small glimpses of right. the impact you're having.
1: Yeah. so Be happy with a 10% success rate.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> Jesus was.
1: Yeah. So what, what else can we do, Kimmy? We?
0: we can also find ways to make the faith visible. And so there are so many ways to do this. I mean, social media is a great avenue mm-hmm. to include our faith as we are um, as we we're talking about our days and whatever else we share on social media. But then there's also just what we wear. I know I had a whole conversation on Theology of the Body sparked by me wearing a Pope John Paul II t-shirt yeah. when I was huh. in college. Yeah. And Uh, It was actually really neat. I had uh, a group of about 10 college students, atheists, Mm -hmm. asking me about Theology of the Body because I was sharing that that was Pope John Paul II's greatest work. Well, maybe not his greatest work, but the one that I was so impacted by. And so we got into this big discussion about it just because I was wearing a shirt with his name on it.
1: Yeah. And this... uh quite naturally extends to jewelry, things like wearing a cross around your, your neck or something on your wrist. Um, people people notice those things, and you're like, oh, well, that that doesn't require a lot. Yeah, that, so just do it. It's pretty simple. Um, <laughs> uh,
0: well, then there's also things for making your faith visible, your, your speech. Yeah. I think there are so many people who have recognized that I don't curse, and that has been the reason why they know there's something different about me. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is smiling. Yeah. People don't smile anymore.
1: No, they don't.
0: It's but, not like a normal thing to be all smiling and happy to see people, even if, you know, they're just an acquaintance or whatever.
1: Yeah. Smiling costs nothing, but enriches everyone. So, mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, really... Pope Francis is, like, the biggest billboard of, of smiling to evangelize. And that, I mean, quite simply, a grumpy person makes a bad evangelist. Yeah. Um, if you, like, if you got a, a frown on your face, if you're having a bad day and you're irritable, that might not be the day to evangelize. You might want to go back and say, like, Lord, take that to prayer and say, why am I in this mood? Uh, and it, through prayer and spiritual direction, uh, find, find the joy of the Lord again, because that's one of the things we need to share most importantly.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what else can we do, Dan?
1: Well, you might feel like you just don't know enough. And I I think I addressed this earlier. You'll never know everything. But if you still don't feel like you're even at the threshold of enough knowledge, you can just start educating yourself. So there are tons of stuff, tons of resources out there now. Um, Just look up Catholic Evangelism on youtube and see what you find yeah we've thought up a couple really good sources for you that we've used we appreciate we think are are reliable and you don't have to worry about uh, where they're coming from so the first one would be word on fire bishop robert Barron is an auxiliary bishop for the diocese of los angeles he has probably a video on just about every topic you could (laughs) want and he's got a podcast so check out word on fire Just listen to it on your on your ride to work, or whenever you're exercising. It won't take too long before you start to become a little bit of an expert in your faith.
0: (laughs) Father Mike Schmitz also has some really great stuff.
1: He is Father Mike is really really good. Um,
0: And that's much. He does a lot of apologetics. Yeah. For our age group.
1: Yeah. So if you're not sure what apologetics are, it is just basic defenses of the Catholic faith. So. If you're, you might be wondering, like, how do I defend my faith to people who ask me, why do I believe a certain thing? Father Mike Schmitz is a great resource. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who also works with Father Barron and Word on Fire is Brandon Vogt. That's V-O-G-T. And he started and runs a website called strangenotions.com, mm-hmm. I believe. And that website is actually a, almost like a clearinghouse and discussion forum for those who are, um, kind of seeking to understand the existence of God better. So those who are uh, atheist, um, agnostic, non-believers have an opportunity to find really, really good resources on belief in God and enter into dialogue with Christians, Catholics, people who already do believe in God. Mm -hmm. So that's a great resource. And anything by Brandon Vaught is outstanding. (laughs) Uh,
0: There's also a, a blog called Bad Catholic (laughs) <laughs> and one of my household brothers, Mark Barnes, is the one who writes all the articles. He's super funny, but he is, he's writing to engage an atheist audience.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Bad Catholic, which is, I believe, on Pathios, right? Yeah. Um, P-A-T-H-E-O-S. Um, he is, he's targeting a niche group um, in a very intellectual way, but he presents some really, really outstanding arguments that I had never come up with before, really on all areas of the Christian life. So definitely check out that guy. And he
0: does so with memes and infographics and...
1: an intense humor. He's one of the funniest <laughs> person I have ever encountered on the internet. <laughs> Another one is a blog by Leah Libresco. She is a somewhat recent convert from atheism. Uh, she used to blog about atheism, actually, and then fell in love with the Lord and became Catholic. So her blog, which is also, also on Pathios, is unequally yoked. And she has less information on there about apologetics. But I would say she's just an evangelist of goodwill and joy because you can see through her blog, she is a happy person. She's in love with the life that the Lord has given her. So, uh, go, And she actually makes a lot of good recommendations on reading material. Mm, so if cool. you are a bookworm, you can check out what Leah Labresco has to offer in her reading lists.
0: Yeah. Um, we also, we didn't mention podcasts at all either. There are so many podcasts. I know right. that FaithFit Radio has multiple podcasts that they're offering in addition to Fools for Christ. Yeah. So check that out on SoundCloud. Um,
1: you can check out CatholicAnswers.com. They have <clears throat> more podcasts and, and radio shows that you could listen to in your entire life, I think, at
0: this point. <laughs> um, and then I also, Doug Took is one that I've been listening to recently. He does a weekly scripture um, diving into the gospel reading, and it's wonderful. And then he also has one on um, Catholic trivia that you might want to know. So his name is Doug Tube, D-O-U-G-T-O-O-K-E.
1: Another fun one out there is, um, and this is more of a webcast, but Catholic Stuff You Should Know. It's a couple of priests. It might be from Minnesota or Nebraska, um, and that one is kind of a, a fun mix of, very much like our own show, I would say, just finding Christ in everything. Mm-hmm. So we would recommend all of those resources for you.
0: There's also just the basic, I mean, if you haven't already, in and acclaimed Catholic authors, we'll get more into that stuff in later weeks. We actually have some neat podcasts coming up, but we'll talk in depth about that. But um, in general, the safe bet is if a saint wrote it, it's good.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if a, if a pope wrote it, you can read that. And those are, sometimes those are, are a little bit heavier reading, but they also establish a very, very good understanding of why the church believes, why the church teaches what we do. So, for instance, um, the encyclical Veritatis Splendor by St. John Paul II. Is a beautiful, beautiful, deep explanation of the moral teaching of the church, which moves beyond, like, the Ten Commandments, moves beyond just what the rules are, and moves to, here is how you, uh, here's how you live a fulfilled, beautiful human life and have a this joyful existence that we call morality.
0: Another way to evangelize is to invite other people to the church and to church events. The key here is to be joyful right. about it.
1: Yeah, if, you, if you're a little bit like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh and you walk up and you're like, hello, would you like to come to Mass with me? Like, <laughs> they'll probably say no. It doesn't look like you're about to have much fun.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> but if, uh, again, like you said, Kimmy, if you're joyful, if people see that you're excited about going to something and that you're a happy person in general they're probably more than willing to just go along with you. Um, and then invite them to do something else afterward as well. Like invite them to go to mass and then coffee or mass and brunch on a, Mm -hmm. on a Saturday or Sunday. Um, and it doesn't even have to be to mass. Like you might see them at mass and then, you know, let's say you always go to a certain mass and all of a sudden there's a new person there, invite them to go to breakfast with you or invite them to come over to dinner at your house. Um,
0: Make sure they know that you're not picking them up.
1: Right. Yeah. I know
0: for Dan, for you and Regina, that's probably easy for yeah. the two of you to invite someone out for coffee. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for me, I probably can't go up to a single guy and be like, hey, want to go out for coffee? Wink, wink.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but you could, I mean, you could even ask uh, your pastor and just say, hi, I'm, I'm willing to engage and invite and, and meet with new people in the parish. So if you know that there's someone who just showed up who's looking for friends, they're new to the area, I'm happy to go meet up with them, go out to dinner with them, or have them over to my house. That's a
0: great idea. Pastors would love that. Yeah. I can think of a lot of pastors who would love that.
1: (laughs) So our our final idea is be willing to pray with others.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I did a whole workshop with well, I mean, I went to the workshop, I didn't yeah. do the workshop, um, on street evangelization. And so, what's really cool about this is well, when I think of street evangelization, I think of like the door to door, like go up, knock on the door, and talk to people, right? And that freaks me out, yeah. Like, I'm getting into people's spaces, right. and um, I, there's something about that that doesn't sit right with me, but what I'm talking about is, um, You're at the grocery store, you're in the checkout line, and it is very clear to you that that cash register has had a terrible day. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Just say, how are you doing? Yeah. And then more than likely, they'll tell you. And then you can say, well, can I pray for you about that? They'll probably say yes. Yeah. And so then here's the cool part. The next step, you say, "Um, can I pray a blessing over you right now? Right. And pray a blessing over you is like the key word there because that makes it less intimidating. And then let me see your hand. Well, so not you. give me your hand <laughs> because that's kind of creepy. Like yeah, here, I'm going to yeah. hold your hand, but let me see your hand. Yeah. And so they place their hand in yours and you just very quick because of course they've got other customers they need to attend to. We're not trying to monopolize their time or anything, but just a quick Lord, we'll I just ask you to be with this woman. Hopefully by now you've known her name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just ask you to be with this woman. She's having a tough time with her kid. Blah blah blah. Lord, we just lift it all up to you in your name. Amen. And that's it. Yeah.
1: If you're if that makes you uncomfortable, a great place to start would be with your own children or your own family members. And as you get as you find those words, then you can you can just recycle them and use that same prayer, that same blessing with anybody. So whether that's person at the grocery store or wherever you meet them. Um, and sometimes people will say no and that's okay. Yeah. But they won't forget that you offered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that will, if nothing else, that will bring them a little bit more peace and joy that day.
0: Yes. Yes. So. And then there's also like when someone just tells you like, please, you know, once you're known as someone who's spiritual and yeah. faith filled and involved in their faith, I mean, I always get so many people. like, Can you please pray for such and such? Yeah, i mean, we you 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 become the go-to person,
1: right? For that, yeah, when you're the church person, everybody <laughs> wants to pray for you, pray with you and wants your prayers for something.
0: So, how easy is it just to say, well, let's pray about it right now, right? And to bring them into a prayer relationship with the Lord right then and there.
1: Yeah, you can model for them how to pray, and that then they'll realize, hey, this person actually does pray, like. Yeah they're going to come back to you. They'll talk to you more. They might ask you to teach them how to pray.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so all of this stuff is kind of the beginning stages of evangelization, which leads into discipleship. Right. Because the discipleship is an ongoing relationship.
1: Yeah. It's not like you don't, You don't just see somebody one time and then like, boom, okay, you've established everything they know about being a Christian. No, like Jesus walked with people for three years, Mm -hmm. so we probably will need to walk with people a little bit longer than that. Yeah. Which doesn't fit our, like, let's get this done right now mentality. Right. Uh, That's a big commitment to, I mean, to think about that, but... uh, But there's
0: no greater joy.
1: No. It may be a topic for uh, another show.
0: (laughs) Accompaniment.
1: Yeah. Well that is our show for today thank you very much for joining us and we look forward to uh to you tuning in the next time we will check back in with how we did with uh our beatitude challenge and also just what we're doing to continue to establish catholic community
0: yeah and yes we will talk with you next time
1: all righty god bless everyone take care bye
0: faith fit radio and the diocese of orlando presented Fools for Christ with Kimi Zeiler and Dan Boyd. Thank you for listening. Check out the podcast at faithfitradio.org and tune in next time. May you be blessed with peace and joy.